right. Hi, everyone. Um, Allison's back. Say hey, Al. Ooh, Hi, everybody. <laughs> I have ants everywhere all of a sudden. Do you? Spring mm -hmm. is sprung. <laughs> Not in our house just yet, but I expect it will come. So nature, yes. Um, yes, I'm like, yay, please don't go right there. Okay, so let's start. We have a very focused and serious edition, uh, an emergency exclamation point edition of the Lola Community Care Podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, regarding weight and body image, because we are just to timestamp this all in like week four-ish of um, being shelter in place for the COVID virus. Although I will say this episode, just because Alice and I teach a lot together, um, I think, again, will be relevant for sort of all of time um, because of the way that we approach these topics. However, this is really important right now because I am very tired of seeing fear that's happening right now around specifically weight gain, fat phobia, um, the amount of healthy is good and like healthy being either cutting calories or having the, the, like eating the least and then overeating or eating right now with anxiety or fear or because you're home as bad, like this binary without nuance, without depth. Um, I'm seeing groups of women online share their fears around gaining some weight. So let's just dive right into what you're seeing um, and what should we be thinking about? Yes, it's everywhere right now, of course. Um, my first thought around all of this, and like you just said, Pleasance, is that, of course, this is a topic regardless, but it's especially heightened right now. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when there are things that are going on that are stressful, out of our control, there's a lot of fear, worry, anxiety. A lot of the focus goes on what we can control, which then becomes... Mm -hmm becomes food and body image, which I'm quoting because, you know, there's not really control we have around this. And we want to make sure that we are taking it all in stride. But there's just a lot of focus that becomes put on this because it's our way of handling or ignoring other emotions that are coming up. And that's how it is in general, but especially right now, it's just everything is so heightened that we are seeing it more and more. So People are, and of course, it's just the diet industry is just like rearing its head right now. The diet industry in general loves to kind of, you know, target populations and people who feel like they need to change, who need to fix themselves and make them feel bad about themselves so that they buy their products or they buy their program, whatever it might be. And so it's a lot of different pieces right now that are kind of causing this wave of fear around body image and about weight gain. So it's the emotions, it's our diet industry, it's something to talk about, it's something to focus on, to control. There's just a lot of pieces that are coming up um, and it's really damaging for so many people. So, why is it damaging? Tell me, I can talk about why it pisses me off, but tell me why, what's, what do you see as a dietitian and a teacher and all that? Yeah, so I mean, right now, especially, you know, people are at home. Some people are at home by themselves or they're at home with their food. And there's just, there's just more time to think about it. Mm -hmm. So if people have really been struggling with food intake, with emotional eating, things like that. 
they're very triggered right now in general. Mm -hmm. And then especially seeing all these messages from media is making it that much worse. So it's just, there's a lot of heightened fear and anxiety around food. And these messages can be pretty damaging and triggering to some people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's like the people who have really been trying to like work through these things, you know, this is a time where their emotions are on an all time high. They're feeling kind of, you know, scared and nervous. And so messages like this can kind of like bring them back into like this comfortable safety zone that maybe they were in before with their food patterns. Um, But in general, it's also like, and I'm sure this is why a big reason that you're going to share too, like, why is this the focus right now? You know, like there are so many things going on, so many more important pieces. The goal right now is to take care of ourselves, take care of our families, to stay safe and healthy. Why are we talking about this right now? And we should all be focusing on our overall like beings instead and how we are experiencing and processing all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the reason that I get, I get angry, but not at people. It's, it's, it's the system of it's mm-hmm. the baloney bull crap we're fed for our whole life in every area. It's the micro conversation around um, gaining weight or wearing sweatpants that then leads to, I have to do better. I have to be smaller. That then leads to, I'm not good enough. I'm not thin enough. That then leads to, if I'm thin enough, then I'll be happy. Then I'm good, which is spirals with the good girl syndrome, which spirals with emotional repression, which you know activates a less than mentality that women in this culture have been operating under for possibly all of time, but definitely... <laughs> Uh, definitely in my, in our history. And um, it's painful because there's so much more there, right? Like seeing that light, seeing that love, seeing that connection, seeing the true essence of who these beautiful humans are. To me, especially at this point, um, there's, there's a depth that I, I, see in people and I want them to see for themselves. And when we lower the, the, in it, in that like high vibe, low vibe, like that spiritual woo woo stuff. I mean, when we bring ourselves to that level of shallowness of our essence, like we miss the whole point of living and breathing and being. So it's so, uh, you know, in that whole thing, those are like six month courses at least that we could each dive into, but the purpose is, is it hurts my heart because there's so much more depth and interesting things to talk about, like nourishment. How are you nourishing yourself today? Um, how do you feel after you're eating something that you spent, you know, did you spend time in the kitchen baking and cooking and creating with your children or yourself or your spouse with music and you were home and you had that level of privilege? Like, what were the feelings that came to the surface? Like that's so interesting to me um, when we spend time together or just releasing and saying, you know, we've had some really, really hard days and I'll text Mel and be like, I'm not cooking, like order this, order that. And then it comes and I'm like, thank you so much. This is so wonderful that I get that I can have this right without shame, without guilt. I'm not saying that I'm perfect or anyone should do it like me. I'm just aligning to, the deeper emotions and the acknowledgement and acceptance of where we are right now. Um, Can we talk a little bit about the sweatpants and the dressing up and the buttoning and the tightening of clothes? Like let's talk a little bit about that and sort of like where we are in health and health at every size and just kind of 
talk through where, where you see some of that. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen like the, if you're eating, like put on a bathing suit or something versus leggings. I, yeah. It's like messages like that coming I'm sorry, up. Sorry. What? Yeah. Yeah. No. So the, the message was, you know, if you feel like you're eating and you can't stop, put on a bathing suit rather than wearing your pants and then you'll stop eating. So messages like that are coming out. And again, the damage is just, you know, food is, is so many things, you know, and like you were just saying with the connection around food and just really enjoying the moment and enjoying the experience. Um, food right now is playing a lot of different roles for us. It's a comfort. It's a kind of like a way of working through the emotions that are coming up. It's kind of like a survival technique. Mm -hmm. And in this state, in the state of our world right now, being in a pandemic, if you are gravitating towards food, that's okay. I saw another, to like counteract some of the negatives, another like good message, like if the only thing that comes out of this is that you've gained some weight, like we are very, very lucky, you know, like thank goodness that's all it was. So, you know, it's really having that compassion towards ourselves right now with everything that's going on. If food is a go-to for you right now and you're eating more than you might normally, that's okay. You know, just try and normalize it as much as possible. But yeah, there's a lot of these messages coming up. There's so much fear of waking. There's fat phobia in our culture. It's just rampant. And it's something like you were saying that just it's been our whole lives. It's been decades Mm -hmm. of women trying to make themselves smaller to feel better about themselves. And I'm hopeful with this new wave of health at every size. So for those who might not know health at every size is the, there's a lot of research that's been done about the fact that regardless of the size of our bodies and what we look like, we can be Mm -hmm. healthy. And, you know, if we're nourishing our bodies, if we're moving in a way that feels really good to us, we can be healthy regardless of our body size. And so really this body acceptance movement and body neutrality is so, so key, so important to lead a normal life and have like a normal relationship around food. Um, But the messages out there are just kind of like keeping us in this fat phobic culture of ours, which can be even more damaging than anything really it's more damaging than any size we might get to so knowing that the way we treat ourselves the conversations we have around food in our bodies that alone or the compassion towards ourselves mm-hmm. makes such a big difference in our overall health status and there's so much research that kind of goes into mm-hmm. this but and again we can talk about it mm-hmm. forever um but knowing that you know weight gain right now is maybe an okay thing. It's a good thing. It's taking care of yourself. You're eating the foods you need to nourish yourself. You might be doing more comfort eating. And how do we work on that without shaming ourselves and others around us? I think that the the part that often, and we talked about this on the retreat, is that when people move towards more intuitive eating, more mindful eating, that there's often this assumption that then they'll just eat the whole like 500 Oreos in one sitting every day, Um, And the thing that both you and I teach and talk about, this is a a very big Ayurvedic principle, is more that when you give your body, um, when you have a relationship and a conversation with your body regularly about the fuel and the food and the nourishment, um, and in Ayurveda, if you have a lot of pitta, like me, sweetness helps, it helps cool it, which is wonderful, um, then, you know, you start to trust yourself. 
So the thing is, is I, I want to make sure people understand and hear, we're not saying thin is bad and fat is good or fat is good and thin is bad or this or that. Like there's no one way. There's no, it's not one size fits all. Underneath all of this is your unique constitution, your unique um, relationship with yourself and then how that plays out with food. And then, you know, if you were working with either of us, you would, you, we would also be talking about how that, how that relationship plays out it, with money, with your children, with your spouse, right? Because these things are not in silos. They, they're really mirrors and reflections of other areas of our life. And so, you know, I've been doing a tremendous amount of um, inner voice work and intuitive healing and, and, and spiritual guidance sessions and for myself and with others. And one of the things that has been so just really beautiful during this slowdown period is that relationship that I've been building for years and many of you have as well is guiding me now when I'm done and when it's enough because there's a really subtle shift in the taste and the flavor from this is delicious to, ooh, not now. And I can hear it. And it's, and it's like, okay, then that's like that sip of wine was it because the second one did not taste great or that cookie was so delicious and I had a bite of another one and I, it lost its delicious, like it wasn't anymore. But it's not... It's an internal relationship, not an external relationship. And I think that I want to invite everybody to really play with that. Like be curious about what that level is for you at that moment, at that time with whatever you're eating and how you're eating it more as again, that curiosity of intuition and inner guidance. Um, I find it much more, much, it's more fun to play that game than eating too much, counting calories, worried about pant size, like all of those different elements. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship right now with food and like any personal with how you're working with this? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's, it's something to look forward to throughout the day. Sometimes, yeah. you know, like I look forward to like, I'm going to create this meal right now. So, you know, I think that everyone probably has like their ups and downs, just like some days yeah. are better than others. And especially during this whole experience, you know, some days I'm feeling like, oh gosh, I'm so, I can be really intuitive and I'm paying attention and really kind of like nourishing, my, mm -hmm. nourishing myself through food. And then some days I'm like, you know, I'm just mm -hmm. feeling like that extra pull towards food today. Like I'm going to listen to my body and kind of give it what mm -hmm. it needs. But it's that main piece of like, okay, I'm going to eat what my body is telling me without the judgment, without the shame, mm -hmm. and really kind of like work through any of those thoughts that might be coming up. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, a big part of it right now with food is like that connection to it more than ever people mm -hmm. are eating at home and maybe cooking a little <laughs> bit more. And mm -hmm. maybe, you know, if you do, if you are quarantined with someone then you're sharing meals together more often. So, um, really trying to kind of like find that nourishment and connect to the food. Mm -hmm. If you're cooking from scratch, like, okay, yeah, we are using these different ingredients. Maybe we're trying new recipes, like having some fun with food. Um, maybe baking is like a really stress relieving activity for you. And now mm -hmm. a lot of people are baking more, enjoying that, finding the joy in the food that you're eating and really kind of taking the time to appreciate it. Um, but yeah, no, Pleasancy makes such important points when it comes to intuitive eating. It's knowing that we can have the foods, but also paying attention to how our body feels and health at every size. Health is the first word we want to be 
healthy. We want to be taking care of ourselves physically, mentally when it comes to food. And so I do find that, okay, like, yes, yeah, some days I'm like, okay, like I needed a little bit of extra fun food today, what we call it. Mm-hmm. But then the body the body adjusts. And then the next day it's like, okay, we want more of this type of food instead today. Mm-hmm. It's really taking that time to tune in and pay attention to the cues and let our bodies be our guides. Mm-hmm. If we're noticing a lot of emotions coming up, oftentimes mm-hmm. that can go to food. Mm-hmm. So using that as that signal of like, I'm noticing, like I really am gravitating towards food. It's kind of my go-to in these stressful times. Mm-hmm. Using that as that signal to take a step back, check in with yourself, really tune in, do some journaling, do some reflection. What's coming up that's making the food mm-hmm. so enticing right now? Um, so it's kind of, you know, it's just paying attention day by day and figuring out mm-hmm. how we want to approach the day with food and what our bodies are telling us. I think also this is a really nice opportunity to to weave in the moon cycles and your own cycles hormonally monthly because um, you are home. There's sort of this foundation and steadiness that's not changing. So I, again, invite people to deepen that lens of, okay, so if this is all staying the same, what am I noticing about my hunger levels? And Ayurveda, this is your Agni, your, your digestive fire, your hunger. Do you let yourself feel hungry? Do you let yourself get hungry? Then you can ask, what am I hungry for? Right? Is it a desire conversation? Is it some passion with your spouse? Cause there's kids crawling on you all the time mm-hmm. from personal experience. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you hungry for? You can ask yourself in that state of hunger. That's something I've been playing with because the privilege, this is a very privileged conversation and the privilege of talking about food options. Um, one of the things I noticed was I never let myself get hungry because of that small meals mentality that my natural doctor had told me about years ago. And that actually wasn't the best for my personal system because I never let myself get hungry. So I lost my connection to what I, what my body was asking for. So as I've um, pushed, you know, stop snacking so much so I can feel hunger and then ask that kind of hungry, I'm just playing with it. It's not because it's an old habit of high school. You know, I, I didn't have that eating stuff in high school that a lot of people did. So it's not a deprivation thing in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more an experiment of like, then I can ask myself and then the foods, the salads, the greens, um, these things that I'm just like, oh, I have to have that sweet potato. Um, again, sweet. Notice that that came up um, definitely over <laughs> this time, that sweet potato. Um, but but listening intuitively to it. But also with the moon cycle, like when the full when there's a full moon, I have noticed over the past few years, I do have more hunger. Um, there's like a like I get very like ravenous and I can feel that. And then when it's more of the new moon time and it's a darker time, I'm not as hungry. It's more quiet. It's more restful. My digestion uh, is down. The Agni, the fire is down. It's bigger and brighter during the full moon. So again, like super interesting layers into the spiritual realm, into your hormonal realm um, that I think this is a really interesting time to look at and play with. also, I just want to throw in my movement is really down because I, I hurt my foot uh, pretty badly uh, after the first week or the second week. So I'm doing very little movement. And so that has also changed um, my hunger. So I'm just putting that in again for people to think about 
it's not just the food, it's all the other relationships you have to movement, um, to source, to spirit, to cycle, to shifts of the moon and your own hormones that, that are in relationship with your Agni, with your fire. And I think, again, that's a much, a super interesting conversation um, to dive into. What have you noticed about your hunger levels the past few weeks rather than you know, I'm going to put some pants with a button on so I can shame myself because they're so damn tight, um, right. which might be the case, you know, they might yeah. be tight. Yeah. And that's, so you're still okay. an amazing, wonderful light and love and source of divine connection. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> you know, still are. Um, anything, final comments, where can people start and then where can they find you and your next group? Yeah, thank you. So it really is about like, take that time to kind of tune in and talk to yourself about what you're noticing with food. You know, we're so used to kind of like ignoring it or we use food to kind of cover up emotions or things that are, that we're noticing. So take a moment to really tune into like, what are you recognizing? And every person is so different. There's no right or wrong, but what are you recognizing? around your food intake. And then when you get a clear understanding of like how things are feeling or clearer, you know, knowing that there's support out there, there's so many really great practitioners that are available to talk through um, any food issues, body image things that are coming up. Um, finding that support is really important. Big piece is definitely like, if you're noticing any of these messages, I would say I'm not as bombarded with it because I've cleared out a lot of yeah. um, accounts and people that just are kind of spreading some of this information and um, maybe not helpful information. So mm -hmm. if you're noticing that, maybe unfollowing mm -hmm. or just like muting people that are kind of, you know, making you feel bad about yourself. Um, so knowing that there's support, there's mm -hmm. a lot of great resources and books out there. I'd be happy to kind of like send a list over. Um, if you do need help in terms of food intake, questions around all this, definitely mm -hmm. feel free to find me. Um, my website is teppernutrition.com and we can share any links um, in our and however we present this and I'll mm -hmm. send some stuff out to you. Yeah. Um, and then I also am offering groups. We're on our last group tomorrow for the first four weeks. And then if there's interest, I'm going to start it back up. So it's a four week group talking mm -hmm. about mindful and emotional eating that might be coming up right now, how to kind of work through some of the habits that we're noticing. Mm -hmm. Again, it's kind of like talking through that compassion and then also how we can get a little bit creative in the kitchen right now too. So mm -hmm. having some fun with it. Um, but yes, if you need anything at all, we are here to help. Um, speaking on that creativity on Friday. So when the kids were little, I used to make those, um, protein when I was very into like health, capital H wellness culture, white, like white wellness culture, spiritual, like ah, la, la, all that yoga world stuff. So we used to make all the time when the kids were little, those almond butter, egg, applesauce, mashed banana pancakes, right? Cause it's all protein. And it was like the thing to make. So I used to make them all the time. I love them. The kids ate them. And then as they got older, they stopped eating them. And I started eating like bread again and regular pancakes and like, didn't need to make everything with all the protein all the time. So I backed off. However, on Friday I had the ingredients and I, and then we also had a bag of chocolate chips. So I was like, great, I'm going to make those pancakes that I made when they were little. And I'm going to throw some chocolate chips because life is better with chocolate chips. So, um, that's my personal opinion. 
so everything's alone. better with chocolate chips. <laughs> so I made them and they were horrible. Like I scooped them. I made them super <gasps> early in the morning because I was going to surprise them. And when I scooped them, like they were so mushy. It looked like a pile of garbage. I mean, it looked so nasty. I ate it because it was delicious, but it looked horrible. And I was like, well, the kids are not going to eat this. Meanwhile, I have this huge batter. So I'm like, okay, P, let's get creative. So I turn on the oven. I put it at 350. I put them into the mini um, like mini tins, sprayed it with coconut oil, put it on and then put chocolate chips on top and baked them for like 30 minutes. And they came out and they were like, (sighs) they were so delicious. Taylor was like, this is delicious, mom. What is this? This is my new favorite thing. So the creativity piece, that was so fun. That was so fun. Now I will also share that over this shelter in place. I've had plenty of things I've tried that then has gone in the garbage that has not been so delicious. And I'm like, oh, well, I tried, um, tried to make something, you know, I tried to be all creative with what we already had in the pantry. Yes. <laughs> that didn't work. But those little muffins. So that was really fun. And I felt like kind of proud of myself for the day. So yes to creativity. And if it doesn't work out, see if there's enough, something else you can do with it. <laughs> yes. I think that's what people, I've been really impressed to kind of hear like the little ways that people are getting really yeah. creative with things with basics, you know, just whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. you have in your house and um, having fun with it as much as we can, you know, using food is kind of like a joyous time of yeah. the day and connecting with it and I love that. I'm glad you're able to salvage those. (laughs) I was. And people, I mean, I think people think I'm a good cook because I'm really into nutrition and health. I'm I'm, I'm not really, but I, you know, again, for have been for a long time. I'm not, I am like not a good cook. I burn a lot of things. I don't have a lot of creative areas and Mel is such a good cook, but I don't have to be. That's also like, I'm super spoiled with that. And I really like simple Ayurvedic foods. So I don't, necessarily make new recipes all the time. So when I have a win, like taking the pancake batter and making it into muffins, it's like, ah, <laughs> like my heart, it's just, it explodes. The kids are clapping. <laughs> what? That's amazing. Because <laughs> it is not day to day. Oh my gosh. I love it. We will take those wins then. <laughs> I know. Al, thank you for everything. We'll put the links in the show notes. And as usual, um, thanks for being my go-to gal for feeling great about food and body and life. I deeply appreciate all of the work that you do in the world. Thank you. Likewise. So good to chat. <laughs>